Hi, welcome. This is Jonathan Arcade. Welcome to Practice Success, episode number five, Riverside Business Podcast. I have a special guest. I have Regina Pong. She's an insurance agent, and she I uh, wanted to bring her in because I wanted to um, educate you guys and talk to you guys about how important it is to have insurance and for you and also for some uh, for your loved ones. So I have Regina on the line. As my special guest, Regina, go ahead and introduce yourself. Thank you, Jonathan, for um, having me. Um, as he said, I'm Regina Pongs. I also go by Gina. Most people call me that. Um, I am a life and um, life agent, insurance agent, not um, casualty cars and houses. So um, we do life, long-term care, and um, retirement strategies mm-hmm. um okay. i've been do you want me to go into my bio yeah go for it okay well i've been doing this for approximately two years now this is my third career um i was in law enforcement for 12 years in my younger years um and then i was a stay-at-home mom for 14 years and i decided to start a third career because staying being a stay-at-home mom i consider to be a career right so um yeah this is my third career my youngest is now 15. i have four children so um raising them was important so i stayed home um how i got into insurance is kind of interesting because um, my, my husband's hairdresser actually asked him if I'd be interested in working for one of her clients in, um, doing cold calling for him. He was a long-term care insurance person. And basically that's like, um, you know, insurance if you, when you're older and you need care at home or in a nursing home, right. And you can actually buy insurance for that. So I said, sure, I'd do that. Um, part-time from home whenever I wanted so I did it like 20 hours a week so I did his cold calls and I learned started learning about insurance this was like 13 years ago and I thought to myself at that time I was like wow this is a really good career like he has his office in his home his hours are flexible he's helping people I'm just gonna like file this in the back of my brain here like maybe in the future I might want to do something like that. So that's kind of what, kind of how I got into wanting to do it. And then when it was time for me to pick a, a new career, I just wanted to do something to help people and that interested me. And so that is um, one of the reasons I got into insurance. Um, another reason was I actually had a um, friend of mine whose husband had passed away and he didn't have a life insurance policy and she had small children and it was very difficult for her to, um, you know, during that time and start up her life again. So I just feel like it's such a benefit to um, plan for the future. Right. So that's um, kind of how I started. Wow. Okay. So what mean you have like, Three jobs, like law enforcement, um, 14 years, um, stay at home mom because, hey, um, I want to raise my kids right, I want to stay home for now, and you raise four children, and then you went back to insurance. So, um, Gina, talk to us about that law enforcement job. How was how that for you? 
Um, <laughs> well, I, I, I loved it. It was fun, right? Um, fun, active job. Um, I mostly worked in the jails. Um, it was, I was 26 years old at the time when I started my career doing that, a single mom. And I actually at that time was bartending, waitressing, three, three different jobs full time. And um, one night, the owner of the restaurant that I worked at came in and said, hey, I'm closing the doors tomorrow. And I'm like, what? And I worked, you know, full time, six at night to two in the morning. And so I was devastated. A single mom, what am I going to do? And I, I lived on tips, right? So some of my clients happened to be um, in law enforcement. And they were like, hey, you should become a cop too. And I was like, I don't know. And they said, yes, great living. Go take the test. And I'm like, oh, okay. I said, so I went and I started applying. Um, you know, it's a career that you can get into without a college degree. So I was like, let's do it. And I needed benefits and health insurance and all those things. So, yeah, so that's what I did for, for quite a while. And how long were you doing that? 12 years. 12 years? Yeah, 12 years. And then my husband... Uh, I met my husband when my daughter was four and then he, um, I had been a police officer for like a year and then he, um, was like after 12 years, he's like, I really want you to stay home just for the kids. Cause we ended up having three more kids and I was like, really? And I'm like, okay. So I stayed home for the next 14, 15 years after that, before I decided to get into this. So here I am. Okay. Um, now I'm gonna get into a little bit personal because hey, I have three kids and my wife is a stay-at-home mom, and you know, you know how hard it is, like because hey, um, you guys' job is like the the the, the woman's job to take care of the kids. It's not easy. Cause I've yeah. done it for a few days and I, I struggle with it. But <laughs> how did you handle four kids? And you know, how did you do it? How did I handle four kids? Wow. You know, um, well, lucky for me, they were all different stages. They were all five years apart. So, and the last one actually was six and a half years apart. So they kind of weren't all little at the same time. And one was always in school and it was just weird. It was like every time one went off to school, I'd have another baby. I don't know. I was like, oh no, I don't leave me alone or something. That mom syndrome. But um, I tried to be systematic about what I do. I have a plan, basically, right? Mm, right. Coming down to even house cleaning and laundry and scheduling their things and just being just as organized at home as I would as a job in the workplace, right? Um, mm -hmm. To be successful. I think it's important to have your own time as a mother, um, your me time. I think that's really important. Um, because you could just be constantly with kids because being a stay-at-home mom your job is never done it's it's 24 hours a day you never get that break so it's important mm -hmm. to have your partner help you get that break I think so that really mm -hmm. helped great supportive husband and um he was you know my rock during that time and very understanding he let me go out with girlfriends and go shopping 
and go to the movies or whatever um, and take over for me. Ah, interesting. So you have your escape at the end of the day. Is this like a daily thing or maybe like once or twice every week? Yeah, a couple times a week. You know, whether it be your nails done or your hair done or go for a walk with a friend, just you and a girlfriend or, you know, just, just get your away time a little bit. Go to the gym, join a gym. Um, go get some gym time in without the kids or put them in the gym. I would do that a lot. Put them in the daycare at the gym and get my gym time in. Mm. I, I wanted to know, did you build up to that or were you like got tired of the kids? Because um, in my personal relationship, she she's not doing anything and I feel like she's, stressed out about the kids and I want to go out and do something like go to the gym go out with the girls but she's not doing that um I feel like she's stressed out because of the kids how do I convince her to like go do stuff how do you convince her to go do stuff wow um just I guess just ask her you know ask her what she needs what she feels her needs are right and really understand and then whatever her needs are. And obviously they're going to be different for everybody. Everybody's needs are going to be different, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to be the same. So understanding what she needs and then providing her with what she needs for her me time. So she doesn't, you know, go insane with kids all day long. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, thank you for that little advice. You know, so... Uh we're going to move on. So tell me a little bit about that cold calling. How, how long were you doing that? I actually was only doing the cold calling for about four months. Four, uh, four months. And he, he um, was a single dad that I worked for. And um, he just paid me $10 an hour. I would call. He would give me the leads. So he already had the leads already. So they'd be on a little like, um, you know, uh, postcard and I would call them because they had filled it out right so he got right. leads so I would call them and I would you know introduce myself that I was calling behalf of calling behalf on Alan Smith let's say um, about long-term care and I'd like to um, see if you'd like to set up an appointment you know so I kind of got a little bit of experience talking and cold calling with people getting rejected because there's a lot of rejection in there It'd be uh -huh. like, oh, I don't remember calling you. When, how'd you get my number? I'm on the national do not call list. And um, I would say, well, you, you must have filled out a card at some time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that, that's how, I, how, um, how long I did that for about four months for him. Well, cold calling is not easy. Yeah, you do get a lot of rejection. I mean, you didn't, you didn't have that kind of, uh, you know, on, being on the phone. You didn't have that kind of experience. How did you handle those kind of uh, rejections? Um, just calmly, politely. That's right. <laughs> yeah, calmly. Okay. I would, you know, just say, okay, well, thank you for calling. I'll take you off our list and have a nice day. You don't take it personal, right? Um, mm -hmm personal even now obviously what I do now in my profession there could be a lot of rejection as well right. just don't take it personally um just keep moving forward and and telling people what you have to offer and how you want to help them 
Hmm. Interesting. So tell tell me, you know, what do you like about the most of what you do right now? Like you got into insurance. Um, what do you like about it the most? What I like about the most, um, I like having an opportunity to help people um, as a financial professional, right? Not just mm-hmm. not just selling insurance, right? I I really like to help customize solutions. For each and every person um, or family, right? Or business. It doesn't have to just be um, individuals, right? It can be a business and um, helping through, helping them in all aspects of life. I, I, I just love that. I love what we have to offer. And I've, I've helped people um, help plan for their retirement, all that. Things that people need, right? Um, mm-hmm. And they don't they don't really think about it on a day-to-day basis. So as I meet them um, throughout my days um, and we get to know one another, I try to build a relationship and that trust. And then hopefully they give me the opportunity to um, sit down with them and have a conversation. So I, that's what I really love. I love about, I love making, uh, meeting new people and helping them. Mm, that's great. Um, that's why we we met each other at a business com um a business meeting and we do like meeting. Uh, how how many times do you do that? I don't know. Weekly basis or the monthly basis? Do I go to networking groups? Yeah. Um. Well, regularly I'd go to that networking group. Um. Sporadically, mm-hmm. I will go to one or two other groups a month. And sometimes I might hit like five groups a month and maybe only one the next month. It just depends on the event and what I have scheduled and what's on my schedule. That's another beautiful mm-hmm. love about my job at New York Life is that it's flexible. Like being an agent, me being an agent, um, my own agent is my, my schedule can be flexible. Mm, okay. So you get to go and go everywhere you like so it's more like your time right yes yeah and i I open 24 7 by the way (laughs) (laughs) that's great uh so uh gina um there's this myth about you know insurance that insurance will do everything in their power to not pay um can you elaborate on this um is it is it a myth is it true is it false what is it what is that about Okay. So for me, um, I can only tell you like my knowledge. I've never, Mm -hmm. I've personally never known anybody that, um, hasn't gotten paid out in a life, you know, in a policy. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so I can only tell you that, um, at New York life, you know, we paid out uh, like take nine 11, for instance, we paid out unprecedented amount of life insurance policies in a very timely manner. And um, I do remember a story that I was told um, in a training class that I was at where this woman had forgotten to pay her life insurance policy for months. Um, So when she had passed, they'd found, they said, Oh my goodness, she didn't pay her policy. Um, 
for the, I don't remember the exact length of time, but come to find out she had, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and New York life actually paid out that policy that she had because of her condition. So I only know the story, know the stories and the, the things that I've been told. Um, the myths about, you know, them not paying. I mean, if you pay your, your premiums, they, I mean, they're regulated by the insurance companies are regulated by um, state standards and that. So they have to, you know, we have to do what we say we're going to do. Right. As long mm -hmm. as you're paying premiums and you, you have a contract and, just like with any any other type of contract that you have with a home or a car or anything else you purchase, right? Mm -hmm. So that that would be the thing I would say to the myth of it. Um, as long as your payments are paid and 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 it's within the time frame that you um, that you have that that you have mm -hmm. in your contract, I don't see why payments would be not paid. Okay, so basically, as long as you're paying insurance, your your policy is up to date, and you know mo most insurance will uphold the promise and pay your benefits. Say that again. I'm sorry, it was a little muffled right there. Oh, so what I what I say? So basically, what what you're saying is like if the policy is up to date and you're you're paying your monthly bill, your monthly payment on the policy. So it should, there shouldn't be any trouble at the, at the end of it when you're trying to claim the insurance. Right, right. Okay. And, it's all, and it's with your agent, too. You know, you need to have your agent that you totally understand what you're purchasing and what you have in your contract and what you're buying. So that's important, too. I think I, I, the only way I could think of maybe someone not getting paid out is if they didn't fully understand their, their policy, right? Um, mm -hmm. So was it a term policy? You know, depends on the policy. So it just would need to be, you just need to know what kind of policy you're getting and make sure you're educated. Mm, okay. So, okay. So making sure they're educated and it really depends on your, on your agent. Making, um, then you have to communicate that with your agent and all of that, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So, um, Gina, how do we know that, you know, as a consumer, uh, which company to pick and when it comes to getting life insurance and why is that? Um, which which company to go go for, you mean? Which yes. company to go yeah, with? Because, you know, there's so, there's so many, right? Um, right. Sometimes we don't know which company to, to pick. Right. That and, can be, yeah. yes, it can be extremely overwhelming. Um, when you go to look for an insurance company, right? There's lots mm -hmm. of competition out there. Um, I would say look at the history of the company. Um, look at the financial ratings of the company. You can go, um, you can Google the Comdex um, company rating of, an in of a company, right? Um, mm -hmm. And the Comdex rating, it, it's a rating of one to 100. And you can um, find out where your insurance company is. Fall, Ready, fall. Okay. It's called Comdex, C-O-M-D-E-X. Um, Comdex. Yes. Um, and, you know, we are, of course, at the top. Um, I did a lot of research before I chose New York Life um, of where mm -hmm. I wanted to work, where I wanted to be an agent. 
and I chose New York Life for um, not only we're celebrating our 175th year this year, um, but for our training and our support um, is unprecedented in my in my opinion. And mm. the financial strength of the company. So um, that's that's personally why I chose to work there. Okay. All right. So, um, Gina, um, so when should uh, a person or a business owner should get insurance? Is it like, you know, at the end of his life or as soon as he can? Of course, as soon as you can. We offer, I mean, we can get a policy on someone as early as 15 days old. Um mm -hmm. The, early, the earlier you get it, the um, more affordable it is. The older you are, um, you're taking a chance of, it's, it's going to be more expensive the older you are, but you're also taking a chance of possibly having, not being eligible for insurance, right? Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. not everybody gets qualified. You have to go through underwriting. So, um, you know, if an event were to happen in your life, it could make you uninsurable. That wouldn't be good, right? So the younger you get it, the the more affordable it is. So I would always recommend getting it as young as possible. Okay, got it. Oh, okay. Well, that 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 that's pretty much what I have for you, um, Gina. Um, um, thank you for coming in. Do you have any questions, or do you want to add in to the viewers out there? Yes, I would just know? say um, I would just like to say to anybody that is thinking about speaking with a financial professional um, that that I use a customized approach. I make recommendations tailored to your needs in a wide variety of protection in financial matters with life insurance, college funding, retirement planning, business planning using life insurance, mortgage protection using life insurance, estate planning and helping set up leave a legacy right because you mm -hmm. just never know um you never know what's going to happen right mm -hmm. so i'd love to have a cup of coffee and a conversation with any of you out there so um, um jonathan knows my contact info so um love oh. to meet well gina where can they contact you um again this is for riverside business podcast you are in Riverside. However, for anyone who is not in Riverside, you can still contact Regina. And how can they get a hold of you? Um, you can get a hold of me. My um, address is gpongs at nyl.com. And my phone number is 909-262-1105. Okay. Uh, all right. So that... that um, phone number is 909-262-1105 and the email address is gpong g-p-o-n-g-i-f s no p-o-n-g-s okay at nyl nyl dot com so that is that is it for me I appreciate you coming in Regina Gina and I am grateful for you coming in. I appreciate your time. And yeah, that's it for me. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you.
good night. So everyone, that's it for us. Yes, have a good night. Bye. Thank you.